Hi, my name is Eric Ludi, and you're listening to my Ask Eric podcast. Thanks for joining me. Let's get down to the business of talking about truth. Should Christians seek the gift of tongues? Boy, that's a loaded question for any of you that are familiar with the terrain of uh, the church uh, today. Uh, churches have split over the issue of tongues and how it's handled, if it's even valid for today. Well, I'm going to try and answer that, qu- that very loaded question in a roundabout way. Uh, first, there are two parts to the gospel. There is the receiving aspect to the gospel, and then there's the giving aspect to the gospel. In other words, we receive something from Jesus Christ, and that's part of what the gospel is. He died for us. He forgave us. But then, as another dimension to it, there is an outflow of that, where we give up our life, and we give the life to others that he has given to us. We give the love to others that he has given to us. We give the for, the forgiveness to others that he gave to us. And many of us, especially in the American culture, have a tendency to stunt that, and we focus just on the receiving And we fail to realize the good news also includes the fact that now we're a flow-through channel to give life to others. That's that's part of the amazing thing that Christ has done is he's brought us back to the way that we were originally built to be. And that is like God and the fact that we have life, but now we can give it. And so uh, in the book of Acts, Paul is uh, speaking to the elders at Ephesus, and he quotes Jesus Christ. And he says that Jesus said these words, which is the essence of Jesus' entire message, but it's pretty amazing. It says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, apply that in the very context of what I just said, that when we look at the gospel, we have a tendency to emphasize, oh, the, the best part of the gospel is the fact that we receive the free gift of God. Instead of recognizing it is even more blessed, and the word makarios means extreme happiness. It's like it's even more happy. It's it's more uh, amazing to realize that we can actually give this life. And so that's, remember, this was a question about tongues. And it's like, what does that have to do with tongues? The word for gifts uh, in the New Testament, in the Greek, is charisma, which uh, is, is a word that is based on charis, which many of you would recognize, which is the word for grace. It's the power to do something. And so why are we given these gifts in the first place? Why did Jesus give gifts like tongues? Why do we have these things? Well, according to Paul, he says it's for the profit of all. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, it's not just so that you can be built up. It's so that others can be built up with what you were given. We were entrusted with something known as a charisma so that we could actually be empowered to serve the body, to build the body up. 1 Corinthians 14 one says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So in my roundabout way, what I'm saying is that tongues, I'm not against tongues at all. I think tongues is a wonderful thing. As revealed in scripture, it seems to be something that God imparts to people when the spirit of God is working and at large within them. However, the scripture also reveals that there is something far greater than tongues. You see, tongues in its very nature is what I would call a first sound. There's always twos in scripture. And so you have the Old Testament, you have the New Testament. Is the Old Testament bad? No, it's wonderful, but it's like a mystery. It's like a tongue. And it needs an interpretation. What does it need? It needs Jesus. You see, the clarity of Jesus 
is what the Old Testament is there for. But in and of itself, it remains a mystery, a tongue by itself. Who's that building up? Who's that strengthening? It's the clear word, Jesus, that actually answers, like that final puzzle piece, or the key that unlocks uh, a door that's been locked for, for years, decades, generations. That's the second sound. So tongues is a first sound. It's a first indicator. But the second sound is even greater. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Now remember, this charisma was given so that we could profit others. The only benefit of the tongue is when it actually is strengthening us. It's building us up. It's making us strong as individuals so that we can more effectively give to others. So the question is, should we as Christians pursue this? And I want to creatively aim farther than that. Absolutely, it's wonderful to have a tongue. But I want you to go after a second sound. Something clear, understood, a higher and more important working of the Holy Spirit. See, Scripture calls it prophecy. That's a dangerous word, too, because the charismatics have sort of run off with tongues and prophecy and made us feel all weird about it, when in actuality, it merely is the use of this tongue to clarify, to bring understanding, to help people see Jesus better. The Spirit of God moves through a Christian to speak. And so when we speak words that build up, that actually increase the strength of the body, help them understand Jesus, that, that could be like prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he who prophesies edifies the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 18 through 19 says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. And listen to this. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. 39, verse 39 in chapter 14 says, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. So, should you go after tongues? Sure. But aim farther. Aim higher. Go after the clear enunciation of Jesus to this world. In other words, the Spirit of God wants to work in you to build up others so that they see Jesus Christ. That is a great gift. And so in this muddled mess of tongues, should we speak in tongues, should we do all these things? I really don't care if you speak in tongues. I'm far more concerned that you're speaking the words of life, that you're speaking Jesus to this world. By the way, if you'd like to go deeper into this, my sermon, The Happy Road, uh, would be a wonderful journey for you to, to really be able to unpack this at a deeper level. So go to the show notes for this particular episode and dig deeper into that message. Ask Eric was brought to you by the creative team at BraveheartedChristian.com, offering short films, books, articles, sermons, and yes, even podcasts like this one to build you strong in the person of Jesus Christ. At Bravehearted Christian, the agenda is to bring back the stuff of old. You know, the sort of Christianity that is lived out with the gusto of heaven, is rarely politically and or socially correct, and actually and practically works. Visit BraveheartedChristian.com or EricLudy.com to learn more about, yours truly, the loud mouth behind the microphone. If you would like to submit a question for me to consider on this podcast, please feel free to do so from our podcast homepage. Until next time, Brock a Sock. <laughs>